Welcome to Equip This Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Hannah Hooker. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. <laughs> Have you all had a good day? Great, I've had a good day too. I um, had a lie down on my couch for quite a while. It was delightful. But um, as per normal, I am very privileged and honoured to be sharing the word tonight. Um, I'm a wee bit nervous, not going not gonna to lie. So normally when I write my sermons, I quite like to be quite, quite structured. I feel quite safe with my wee structure. Um, but as I've sat down and I've spent time with God today, he's, this week, he's kind of messed me up a wee bit. And I'm like, oh gosh, I Oh, but you know what? You've got to trust that you do your best and God will do the rest, right? And you've got to trust that you've heard God um, and that He's going to speak tonight. And I just, I'm expectant for what God is going to do in our hearts. Um, and my prayer and my belief as I was preparing for this all week is that we would not leave this auditorium the same that we would leave having encountered the presence of God um, in a way that we've never done it before. And tonight, really, all I want to do is create space. All I want to do is create a moment and lay a platform for us to encounter God. As I was preparing um, this week, I got like, oh, by the way, if you don't know me, my name is Hannah. Hello. Um, I have, me and my amazing family moved to Dunedin um, nearly a year and a half ago. I can't believe it, um, but we moved on what we believed was a word from God, and it's been one of my favorite adventures so far. Um, so yeah, I'm a hairdresser part-time. I also love to serve in church, and church is my favorite place to be, and Sunday is honestly my favorite day of the week, okay? I also like coffee, but uh, since I've had COVID, I can only have one now. It's very sad, very sad, very, very sad. Anyway, back to it. I thought I might better tell you who I am in case you don't know. But um, a couple of things God said to me was that tonight we're going to clear the path and point the way. That's what we're going to do. Like, I don't know what your path looks like. Sometimes it gets cluttered. But tonight we're going to clear the path and point the way. Tonight we're going to silence the chatter and we're going to come back to the altar. Tonight we're going to clear the have-tos. Have to. I have to. No, you don't have to. Um, And we're going to come back to the why. Tonight, I'm also believing we're going to silence the accuser and we're going to come back to the victor. So that's my prayer. And tonight, that's what I want to do. I want us to come back to the beginning. I want us to come back to our first love, come back to the why and have an encounter that refreshes and restores. I want us to come back to a place of remembering to breathe. Breathe in His grace, breathe in His presence and get lost in His love. Every time I have spent time with God as of late, I have simply just felt an invitation to come. As I've started to prepare, whether it's for worship leading or to do whatever I need to do, I simply have felt the invitation to just come. Come as you are. There's no need to impress. There's no need to pretend. There's no need to strive. Just come. Come with all my successes and all my failings and just come and commune with the King. So tonight, I want to extend the invitation to you to just come, to come and worship, to come and weep if that's what you need to do, to come and thank, to come with brokenness, to come with your victories, to come with your concerns, just to come. Come back to the beginning, back to the truth that our hearts know. Come back to the simple fact that God loves you, that He is for you, He is with you, and He desperately wants to commune with you. 
come back to the awe and the wonder of who he is and how wonderful he is. Clear the path, silence the chatter, forget the have-tos, and just come. And if you don't know this reality of just coming, later I'll also extend an invitation for you to just come and meet a saviour. I'm going to pray. So holy God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you are wildly in love with your people, God. And I pray tonight that you would come and you would have your way. You would settle our hearts. You would settle our minds. And holy God, you would just come and be glorified in our midst. We love you. We honour you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. My prayer has also been that God would help me articulate that which he's impressed on my heart. My job, I reckon, tonight is just to lead us to a place of encounter. I I think that's all I've got to do. A place of us wanting to throw it all off and just come. So normally I have points. I don't have points. I've got scriptures, which are even better than points, right? Yeah, because the Word of God is pure and flawless, refined seven times over. Um, So we're going to go through a couple of Scriptures, and hopefully I can break it down. And as we are listening and as we are engaging, um, I said this morning as I was worship leading, we don't just come to, to observe, we come to participate. And my prayer this morning is that, prayer this morning, this evening, it's 5.42 actually, um, is that you would participate with me. I preach better when you're noisy, okay? Gets rid of my nerves, you know, you can say, yeah, like 20 times and I'll be fine with that, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 good, okay, great. It's important to have fun in church, eh? I think it's very important. Anyway, so the first scripture I would like to share with you tonight and take you on a journey with is Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. And it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Let us strip off every weight that would throw us down. And let us throw us down, slow us down, and fix our eyes on Jesus. Tonight, would you fix your eyes on Jesus, and would you let him remove everything that would weigh you down? And as I was preparing, um, and I was thinking about this, and I Anna shared beautifully last week about um, popping like the garment of praise on, and she also also shared about how you're trying to dress a baby when it doesn't want to be dressed. Um, and I guess I want to take that a step further. So when you try and put clothes on that don't fit you, they're quite uncomfortable. I have many times tried to wear jeans that are too tight. They are restricting, I cannot run, I cannot move. I have also tried to put on clothes that are too big, and again, I am hindered and I cannot move as I would like to. And tonight, there's some ill-fitting garments that we are wearing that we just have to throw off. All right, we just gotta get rid of it. Some of them might be shame. You've got a coat of shame on? Maybe, maybe you don't. Guilt, stress, expectations we place on ourselves. Like what is the ill-fitting garment that you are wearing that is hindering you from entering into the presence of God? What is the ill-fitting garment that maybe is a bit scratchy? Like have you ever worn like a jersey too tight, just scratchy on the neck? Anyone with me? Or I'm by myself. And you're just like, I can't even breathe properly. (laughs) Like, you know, he endured the cross so we are able to throw off everything that would hinder us. 
every garment, every pair of shoes that are too tight and crunch your toes, every pair of jeans that make you fall up the stairs, you know, every jacket that like you can't move your arms. Like I remember once I wore a jacket and I thought I looked cool. I did look cool actually. But um, I was trying to worship God and I was like, I couldn't lift my arms. Anyone ever done this or am I by myself? I said, I'll just worship down here because my coat's too tight. And God's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I look good, all right? That's important to me. And he was like, man, throw off everything that would hinder you. (sighs) So I took the jacket off and then I could freely worship. You know, but what are you wearing that is hindering you? I have, um, as of late, been watching Chicago Fire. Anyone here watch Chicago Fire? Yeah, I really like it. Anyway, there's a firefighter called Kelly. All right, his name is Kelly, and he's got like this secret shoulder injury that he's not telling anyone about. He's just walking around, taking illegal drugs to numb his pain, and he's trying to, (laughs) I said, okay, what's that, you know? Well, it's like medical, but it's still not good. It's not prescribed, okay? And anyway, so he's taking it, and he's fighting these fires, and he's trying to save these people. And I was watching it last night, and this guy's falling down the roof, and Kelly's got to go and save him. So he's like, okay, and he hasn't been able to access any medication to help his shoulder for quite some time. So he's trying to like lift this guy and he just can't pull him. But he's walking around with the secret because he's too scared to tell people. He's too scared of the implications. He's too scared of what might happen. And he's unable to enter in and do his job because he's afraid. What are you hiding? What is like your limp? What is the ill-fitting clothing? Tonight I invite you to come and throw it off because we serve a Saviour who has paid for it all. As I was preparing, I felt God whisper to remind us that we're not supposed to carry things Jesus has died for. I was like, oh, I've got a lot of those. should throw them out of my backpack, you know? But we're not supposed, let's not cheapen the cross by carrying things that Jesus has already paid for. Now, I could name a few, but oh, my prayer is the Holy Spirit would just nudge you and be like, oh, yeah, I gotta get rid of it. So tonight, when the invitation is to come, would you come and would you throw it off? Would you leave it at the altar? And would you allow the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness of God to just strip it off and stand before Him new and fresh and amazing? Good. All right, the second scripture I would like to share with you is Hebrews 4, verse 16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Let us come boldly to the throne of God. Let us come boldly to the presence of God. Despite what we feel tonight, can we boldly come? We might feel inadequate. I'm just sharing my own, my own stories, you know. We might feel inadequate. We might feel shame due to the sin that's been hanging around. We might be feeling like we don't measure up. But despite all of this, we know a God that made a way for us to boldly enter in and to receive everything that we need. Now, I'm a, I'm a big feelings lady. Anyone big on feelings? I feel too many, too many big feelings. My six-year-old has inherited it. It's not fun as an adult and a six-year-old. Um, <clears throat> and I have learned it's okay to acknowledge your feelings. Like it's actually okay. It's okay to acknowledge that perhaps you feel inadequate. But in spite of that, will you enter in? 
It's okay to feel like maybe you don't measure up. I believe that over time the revelation will come that you don't need to measure up because Christ has paid for it. But in spite of it, will you enter in? It's okay to maybe feel like a little bit of shame because God will deal with that in time. But in spite of it, will you boldly enter into His presence where you will find everything that you need? I remember when um, I first moved to Masterton, so I had been in Bible college and the intern for two years, so I'd been in what I like to call a spiritual bubble, you know, like you just hang out with all the holy rollers all day, every day. Um, it's, all, it's all you do, the holy rollers, I shouldn't say that, that might be disrespectful. But anyway, people who were like in church serving all the time, that's all you do, right? And I was there for two years and I loved it and I loved Jesus, I still love Jesus. I loved God and I went down to Masterton on mission and I was enthusiastic and I was inspired and we were doing worship and I was having a great time, you know, just, oh yeah. And unbeknown to me, I was like, oh yeah, Jesus. And like I was turning this way, okay? And I'd done like a full 360 and people were laughing at me. Now it's funny. If I saw someone spin around, I'd probably laugh too because I'm human. But at the time I was like, oh my gosh, they're like laughing at me. And in that moment, a little seed of embarrassment took root in my heart that began to like hinder the way that I worshipped. And I remember one time we were, um, we'd had a team night and it was amazing and we'd been worshipping and I felt God say, get on your knees. And I was like, no. Stand here, not doing it, Jesus. Get on your knees. No, I don't want to. Because the seed of embarrassment that had taken root, I was like, no, what are people going to say? What if they look at me weirdly? What's this woman doing on her knees in the front of church? Probably would have cried, snot as well. So, you know, it would have been like really bad. But anyway, like I didn't get on my knees at all. And when the night finished, I knew in my heart of hearts that I had missed a moment. Because I allowed my feelings to dictate my response to the King of Kings. I allowed this fear of embarrassment. Now it's normal because when you spin around and worship and people giggle, it's not fun, okay? But you know what? It's for God anyway. Audience of one, isn't that what we say? So it didn't really matter. But you know, like I let the seed of embarrassment really hinder me and I missed a moment. So tonight when the invitation to come comes, can I encourage you and inspire you that in spite of what you feel, would you come? Because there you will find whatever you need. I pray, if I'd got on my knees, like who knows what God had for me? Who knows what promise, what breakthrough, what victory, what vision. And, you know, and God is a redeemer and he gave me many more opportunities. But now when the Holy Spirit says go, I don't, I don't hesitate. I just don't because I don't want to miss another moment. So tonight, in spite of what you feel, will you boldly enter in to what God has for you? Will you boldly enter into his presence? He's there. He's waiting. You just have to come. All right. Thirdly, I need a drink. It's a bit hot. Can I say this morning, it was like 100 degrees up here. Hold the line. I'm not being dramatic, okay? I am known for being dramatic, but it was really hot. All right. Thirdly, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So Jesus said, come to me, 
All of you who are heavy and you carry a big burden, the burden I give you is light. So come to me. I'll teach you how to rest. I'll give you rest for your souls. Come to me. So often we get caught up in the hustle, in the doing, in the rushing, in the job, in the task. The invitation here is not to be so caught up in the to-dos that you would just come. That you would just come and you would allow God to carry the burden with you. The main thing is Jesus. And the main thing is to do this with Jesus. Tonight, when the invitation to come arises, would you bring the burden that is on your shoulder? We're not supposed to carry it by ourselves. You know, I love a hustle, like, and I love a demand. And like, I flourish when there's like a demand on me, like it's my favorite part. I'm like, whoa, yeah. And um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was having a great time, thriving in the, thriving in the demand and thriving in the, come on, Hannah, you've got to do it. We need you, blah, blah, whatever. Um, and then I, I started to notice, I started to get very exhausted. I also started to get very agitated. And I started to feel very frustrated why am I always doing that, you know? Like, have I gone from loving the hustle to, oh, this is terrible. And then I just, don't you just love the Holy Spirit? Gives me an elbow and worship. It's because you're trying to do it by yourself. (laughs) Yes, well, I'm great. Yes, you are. But my burden is light and you're supposed to come with me and we're supposed to do this together. And the second I came to God and I repented, because actually we're better together, me and Jesus, we're a great team. We are a great team. Me by myself, I'm okay. Me and Jesus, we're a great team. The moment I repented and I was like, man, I am so sorry, God, that I tried to do this in my own strength. I am so sorry. I was so preoccupied with the to-dos that I forgot the main thing, which is you. Instantly, I felt lighter. Instantly, the frustration dispersed. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I love doing what I'm doing. I just forgotten the main thing. So tonight when I say, well, you wanna come, bring the burden you are trying to carry by yourself, lay it at the altar and ask for the help of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who will teach you how to do it well. You know, I'm a mum of a six-year-old and a four-year-old and I love them, but they drive me crazy. And when I'm trying to parent by myself without the wisdom and the strategy of God, like I'm pretty average. And it's hard. But when I lean in and say, God, I actually can't do this by myself. Can you please help me? What is the wisdom? What is the strategy? Like it gets a little bit easier. So let's not be so preoccupied with the to-dos that we forget. Tonight, would you pause? And you would, remem- would you remember Jesus? He is the main thing. And his burden is light. So if what you're carrying is too heavy... When was the last time you handed over to God and asked for His grace, asked for His love, asked for His power? It's like I said before, we're better together. We're created for communion with Jesus 24-7. Not just on Sundays, not just when we're serving, you know, not just when we're desperate for God to move. Like 24-7, we have the King of Kings who wants to commune with us, to walk with us, to teach us His wisdom, to teach us His way. So can I encourage you tonight, would you come and would you lay it down? Um, The fourth and final scripture is um, Psalms 23. So we are doing this in my e-group and I've just been really captivated by it. And so um, I'm gonna read the whole thing and then I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna talk some more. You guys good? All right. 
says this, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength and he guides me along the right path, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close behind me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. God is our good shepherd. And in him, we find all that we need. Like I don't, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know much about sheep or shepherds, but I do know that when sheep are with their shepherds, they don't worry, they don't strive, they can have a rest because they know their shepherd is close by. They, like shepherds actually put oil on their sheep's head to stop the bugs from getting up their nose and in their ears so they don't get agitated. You know, like his shepherds are good. So in his presence, we can find rest. We can find rest from worry, rest from striving, rest from fear, rest from anxiety. We can rest because we know our shepherd is close by. And probably my favorite part and the part I can't really move past is that God has prepared a table for you right in the middle of whatever you are walking through. Whatever. And on that table, you will find everything you need. There is a feast of hope. There is a feast of breakthrough. There is a feast of peace. There is a feast of victory. There's a feast of restoration. There's a feast of encouragement. There's a feast of promise, of vision. Whatever you need, it's at the table if you just come and eat. You know, it's there. It doesn't say, oh, I prepare a table in front of your enemies when I feel like it. It's there all the time. So would you come and would you eat? Would you partake in whatever you need? He is a good shepherd. You have everything that you need. There is a table for you to feast from. So tonight, would you come to the table? Tonight, would you clear the path and fix your eyes? Tonight, would you clear the clutter and throw off that which hinders you and come back to your first love? Would you forget the have-tos, the job list, the tasks, and would you just come to the Father and find rest for your souls? Would you silence the accuser and tune in to the shepherd? God so desperately wants to commune with you. And it's like I said at the start, I hear him whisper, would you just come? You know, even as I was preparing for worship leading this week and, you know, I'm really inspired to add more faith and, okay, God, what are we going to do? And God just said, man, just come and sit. And as I sit and as I commune, there's an overflow that just fills because I'm sitting with the Father. I'm feasting at the table. I'm getting rid of the jeans that are way too tight. <laughs> you know, can't breathe properly in tight jeans. You sound similar to this. You know, like I'm getting rid of the ill-fitting garments. And I'm allowing, in spite of what I feel, to come boldly and let God align me with the truth, align me with His Word, align me with what He says about me. You know, there's a um, wonderful song by Brooke LeJertwood. Did you know how that's to say her name? Someone said, that's not how you say it. It used to be Brooke Fraser. But it says this, Take of the bread, receive the cup, for His mercy is enough for the many and enough for the one. 
This is communion. Take it as often as you will. For his blood has power still. By his wounds we shall be healed. This is communion. We remember the sacrifice of love. We remember the blood poured out for us. We remember the only Son of God upon the cross. We remember the price you had to pay. We remember the wounds that made a way. We remember the Lamb, for all was slain upon the cross. Tonight, would you come and worship? Tonight, would you come and commune with your King? Music team, if you can jump up. So what I'm doing, which I'm very excited about, is that tonight we're going to take communion. Because I believe that when you take communion and you set time aside to focus on Jesus, he can highlight the ill-fitting garments. He can highlight the accuser in your ear. He can highlight the truths we've, we've aligned with that are not true. He can teach you how to take a rest. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up the altar. And I've asked the hosting team, I've checked health and safety, we're okay. Um, we can put communion on either side of the stage and the team are going to worship. And I'm not going to tell you what to do because my prayer and my hope is you'll respond as the Holy Spirit would impress upon you. You know, and if this is new to you and you're like, what is happening? We're just a bunch of people who love Jesus. And I, oh, my heart is that you would know Jesus and that tonight you would encounter his presence. So what we're going to do, the team are going to, if you could all stand, is that okay? I hope this is all right. Is this all right, guys? You know, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength and He guides me along the right paths. In the presence of my enemies, He prepares a feast. Tonight, the metaphorical table is set. I've set it in prayer. I've set it in petition. I've set it with the Word of God. Tonight, would you come and dine? And so how we're going to do it, if you're like, I don't really know what we're doing here, I'm a bit confused. Um, you can come out of your seat, grab communion. You have an option. You can go back to your seat. You can stay here and worship. It's whatever you feel like you need to do. But what I'm asking you to do is would you come back to the main thing, the main thing that is Jesus? Would you silence the chatter? Would you get rid of the have-tos? Would you not be here out of obligation, but you're here because you love God? And would you let Him speak to you, whisper to you, align you, whatever you need, would you come to the table? So the team's gonna... Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.